and welcome to Same Minds. I'm Matya. And I'm Ellie. And we're probably the same person. So Ellie, this week, a lot of the stuff I have falls into the category of stupid stuff I found on the internet. Oh, solid. And with that in mind, I would like to start this podcast off with a question. If I eat myself, will I get twice as big or disappear completely? What? <laughs> no. Why do you do this to me? Um, you would not get twice as big, but you wouldn't disappear completely because your stomach couldn't eat your stomach. Mm. So your stomach would get really big. What if I eat the rest of me? You think my stomach just really expands? <laughs> It depends on how long, because at some point it's going to start filtering through your system. Like, you're going to start expelling parts of yourself. This is how digestion works, yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you just ate your fingers, then you would get rid of those, and then you start eating. So, actually, you you might, but you can't eat your own, like, at some point you just die. (laughs) You wouldn't be able to eat all of you. I just saw it on the internet, so I'm appreciating that you're taking it seriously, but clearly it's not possible. No. (laughs) What do you think? I think it's hypothetical, so it completely doesn't matter, because you can't, right? Because you just die, right? Also, (laughs) horrifying to think about. It's like thinking about the fact that you could bite off your fingers, but your brain stops you from doing it. Why would anyone try? Why would we do a study where we're like, can we bite off our fingers? No, you don't have to do a study because you, like, you study to see how hard the jaw can bite, Um, and then you know that your finger, like, takes about this much force to break through. How do we know how much force a finger takes? Bones? Like, it's mathematical. We didn't, like, study it, did we? No, I don't don't think they tested it by breaking fingers, Ellie. (laughs) Maybe you would, like, just push your common sense level just a tiny bit, okay? Just a little bit. I don't know. Medicine was kind of barbaric. Like, the guy I talked about last week, I think, who had 300% 300 mortality rate. (laughs) That's not the rate we're looking for. No. That's not ideal, anyway. Not terrible. Just not ideal. So scientists just found a rare half-female, half-male songbird, where half of its body, like... Oh, like, perfectly half down the middle? I think so, yeah. Because, like, it has the different color wings, and... Oh, uh, yeah. so weird. So exactly half of it is male and half of it is female. Can you imagine having half of you just be a man? It's like the Halloween costumes. Um, where you're, like, one person on one side, then you flip to the other <laughs> side and you're the other person. But it's, like... Can you imagine just, like, half of you is, like, normal, and um, half of you is a dude? <laughs> like, normal for you. Not gotcha, normal gotcha. For, I was gonna say, whoa. <laughs> half of, like, would the beard stop in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Like, I don't know, is, like, what's, what is your body doing then for chemicals? I don't know. It's diff- perfectly, you actually just have a thin sheet in between, <laughs> so you don't have weird, like, I don't know. Like, half, like, through your body, there's something so that you you don't don't share share blood in between both halves of you. Like, you're just two separate conscious beings stuffed into one body. On that note... How is there something on that note? (laughs) Because there are always pregnant people, the average number of skeletons in a body is higher than one. No. Yeah. No, this is like the thing you said yeah. last night. Where last night I turned to Ellie because uh-huh. I saw it online. I was like, yeah, because some people have 
no arms or one arm, you have an above average number of arms. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't. One of the comments under this post just says, I went through the five stages of grief at warp speed. (laughs) (laughs) Was it me? Did I, like, ghostwrite the post? I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Speaking of babies, your belly button is just your old mouth. Oh, yeah, I actually knew that, because that's where the umbilical cord was. I don't like that people eat the placenta on a completely well, sorry, different... What? <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> sorry. That came out <laughs> of left field. Oh, my gosh. That was my own, um... That was my own rabbit trail. I don't like that people eat it after birth. It's I'm sorry, not people good. eat the placenta? I think so, yeah. People I'm so like, scared. People, like, and eat it, and I don't know why. It's... I... One of those, it's healthy, it's for the vitamins. I think so. Uh, are they the same people that don't get vaccinated? <laughs> Probably. Uh. Yep, people eat it. They claim that it can pre- prevent postpartum depression, reduce postpartum bleeding, improve mood, energy, and milk supply. Have there been scientific studies? No. Okay. Says they claim. They, they claim. <laughs> they have no evidence. Guys. <laughs> Sorry, it did come kind of come out of nowhere. Well, we've come back to cannibalism. <laughs> Believe it or not, we've wrapped around. So I've casually mentioned this in conversation, that I have something to talk about on the podcast about yes. rats and cocaine. About rats and cocaine. <laughs> it's a very confusing thing to casually mention in a conversation. So you might have seen a short little thing about this on Pinterest or Tumblr or whatever, but I actually studied, I actually researched it afterwards. Okay. So, a study shows that rats prefer jazz to classical music when they're on drugs. So, when they're okay. sober, they like classical music. <laughs> and when they're on cocaine, wait, they like wait, jazz. Wait, So, how, <laughs> how do you gauge what music a rat enjoys? Like, what's the metric for that? No, But it says... Yeah, rats prefer the sound of silence to Beethoven and Miles Davies, except when they're on drugs, then they prefer the jazz. Out of the two, they prefer Beethoven, but prefer silence above anything else, except for when they're on drugs, when they like the jazz music. Okay, like, you can say all that, but I really need to know how you're measuring the enjoyment of rats. I don't... Right? Like, that's a pretty <laughs> critical part in the study. I'm reading through the article trying to find how they did it. I don't think they do it, because usually, like, articles... Like, the issue with things is scientific articles can be published before they're authenticated. I don't think authenticated is the word. But before they're, like, not peer-reviewed, because I think they're peer-reviewed before they're published. Before they're... But before they're duplicated. Oh, okay. So studies can be published that are completely false, and then the media takes hold of it, and they're like, oh my gosh, vaccine caused autism! And then, because it's published and it's everywhere, people get it in their brain uh, that it does. And then when it's actually authenticated and people replicate the study and they're like, oh yeah, this was clearly a bad study. And we did the exact same thing, like, three times and didn't get even close to the same results. This isn't true. It's already in people's brains. It's actually a similar topic when people are trying to, like, for politicians and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where they don't want you to vote for them. They go, okay, so they've got a young voter base. Young voter, like, they've got strong moral ethics. So if I... Like, say, Hillary Clinton had a huge email scandal. Oh, yeah. Even if it turns out that that scandal isn't really anything and doesn't really mean anything, everyone's got it in their mind that now she's corrupt. Like... And now you 
you have trouble justifying voting for her. Like what Trump's trying to do to Biden right now, but it isn't working. I'm not following that. Because to be honest, <laughs> I decided I'd make my life a lot happier and just not follow it. He's trying to claim that there were these laptops that Hunter Biden dropped off to a repair shop and never picked up, but the repair shop guy who turned them in is blind. So yeah. how would he know it's Hunter Biden? And they have no proof that these are Hunter Bidens. Weird. Yeah. Anyhow. It's not good. <laughs> We've done topical topic. I want to hear what's your take on ego. On, like... Ego. But not, like, from Marvel movies. Like, like no. per- personal ego. Wait, there's an ego in Marvel movies? Yeah, it's, um... Star Wars dad. Oh. It's a big planet guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I can tell you about it. Anyway, um... Just what do I think about Just it in, in general, general? What's your take? Um, I really didn't plan a direction for this, so... <laughs> um, well, my mom and I are both very, like, verbal affirmations, mm. so I would say that, like, I like to feed my ego, but I think that it can also be dangerous to focus on it too much, because it's the thing with my mom and I. We also don't get ashamed. So, <laughs> <laughs> it works out okay, because, yeah... It never really hurts if our ego is damaged. But I think that, like, characters like uh, Reggie from from Archie Comics, his, he's let his ego get to a point mm. where it's dangerous for yeah. him. Because any blow to it sends him into, like, a spiral. Mm. Yeah, I was watching someone's take on ego, and it was a video titled, I Need My... Like, Why I Need My Ego or something. And mm-hmm. it's essentially, like... He went into, like, basketball players and a bunch of people where their ego is their motivation to do better. And he's like, yeah, ego is, like, how you push by. It's not, like, a physical thing when you get Mm -hmm. to, like, pro sports. It's a mental, like, I'm, like, you gotta be better, so you're gonna push, 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 push. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's the motivation behind it, which I guess. I feel like there's better ways to be motivated. I don't know. Like, that's just, like, saying, yeah, everyone should be afraid of failure because it's gonna make you try harder. That's essentially what it is. I mean, and like, it does. I guess, but it's, it's not wrong. Like, I wouldn't, like, to be, to pump somebody up, I wouldn't be like, oh, if you fail this, we're, like, kicking mm. you off the team. Like, yeah, but a lot of people have that internal monologue. True. But, like, it's still not the way to hype someone up to do better. Mm. Like, it yeah. contributes, but it's not the main factor, maybe. It's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just... Going along. You gave me no direction. <laughs> there was no direction. There was a pirate named Benjamin Hornigold. No. <laughs> I um, refuse. <laughs> but my favorite part about this is one time he attacked a ship just to steal all of the crew members' hats. For that express part. Like, <laughs> like that's why. Because his men... His, his crew had gotten drunk and lost their hats during a party. So he really... Were hats, <laughs> were hats really that big a thing in pirate culture? Is it like a shame to be seen without your hat? Well, I mean, they're probably expensive, and if they're gonna board people anyway. But, like, just the hats? Just the hats. Like, they didn't kill anyone. They just got the hats and left. Like, you might as well take other stuff if you're already boarding <laughs> someone's ship. Also, as an extension of this topic, I I never really understood why pirates name the stu- themselves things like Blackbeard or yeah. Um, but now I do because their names were ridiculous. So first we have Benjamin Hornigold, who, as far oh as I can tell, I yeah. can't find his alias. Who named that child? But then we have Edward Thatch, 
No. Which was Blackbeard. Okay, Bartholomew Roberts. No, no, it's Black just, like... Bart. <laughs> and, um, oh yeah, John Rackham isn't that bad. But, like, they're all just kind of ye old names, though. True. Like, they're not but that they're, like, crazy. Can you picture a pirate going onto this ship and be like, ah, fear Edward Thatch? Like, it doesn't inspire the same. Fear Edward. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like if all pirates had kind of fantastical names like that, then we wouldn't then question it. Would it. The, the it would be of, the norm. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's just, just too long. They're like, I don't want to say my whole name. Like... Just but, like, sure my is. name is Emile Montoya. You killed my father <gasps> prepared to die. Like, uh, it's for the dramatics of true. it. Maybe maybe they, like, did a whole dramatic speech when they would take a ship. Like, when mm. they would... Because no one could tell after that. Yes. They would just be, like, a whole dramatic speech about their name. Yeah. But anyone who knew them, they're like... Yeah. A beard? I don't know. I mean, maybe I have knows. a beard. It's, it's black. black. I feel like Blackbeard... Almost definitely did not pick that name himself. <laughs> Somebody um, heard his name, then immediately forgot it and couldn't ask him again. So when he referred to <laughs> him, old black he called him Blackbeard. And people were like, oh, oh that's really catchy, actually. Yeah. I kind of like it. it is, it's true. Look, you, you got a beard? <laughs> it's black. It's so clever. You nailed it. Imagine <laughs> if all pirates were that way. Like, red hair, Rob. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> blue eyes. Blue eyes. Blonde hair. I don't know. <laughs> one year. Good old pirate one <laughs> to year. To be fair, they're always like peg leg Jack or whatever. In movies, not mm, in real life. I was going to say, I've never heard of peg leg Jack. <laughs> uh, Ellie, I have an activity for us. What All I right. want you to do is I'm going to ask you to ask Siri something. Okay. And then I just want you to describe to the viewers what you're seeing. So I'm can you seeing. ask Siri, what is the function of a duck curve? Hey Siri, what is a function of a duck curve? It's loading. Oh, scary. Wow, your Siri's updated. That looks weird. Oh my. Okay, now scroll down until you... I, d I have to... <laughs> <laughs> okay, now describe okay. it, Ellie. So first, there's all this like mathematical equation, lots of sin, lots of brackets... Then you get to the bottom, and there's, like, your normal X, Y, negative, positive chart, and it looks like a duck. <laughs> like a rubber duck with a massive eye. I d Why did I need to know this, Matt? I don't know, but isn't it fun? <laughs> it is kind of. I like the wing and everything. My question is, who charted out a graph that looks like a duck? Did they chart out the duck and then figure out the equation for it, or did they make up this equation and like, hey... It looks like a duck. I'd imagine that the they must have from. made the duck first because it's such a ridiculously long <laughs> equation that it's not really something you're going to stumble like, into. What came first, the duck or the equation? Pretty clearly the duck, <laughs> the duck I'd say. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Someone drew a duck and was like, how can I make this hard? That's <laughs> so hard. <laughs> you know what? I should remember that so I can put it in my graphing calculator in math class. No, I'm not going to do no, that. That's too much work. That's, that would take so long. <laughs> so I have another internet post. Again, weird okay. things I saw on the internet. This is the part. <laughs> this is the episode. Judge, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Me. No. <laughs> Judge, covers mic. What do I do? <laughs> what? Do they just arrest you if you do that? 
I looked this up because I wanted to know if you could, and you can technically, but you're instantly guilty of contempt of court and go directly to jail. But they don't know if you're guilty of whatever crime you committed. You're just guilty of contempt of court. How much time do you get for contempt of court? Yeah, this might be a, this might be a way to avoid jail time. The the comment under it is trial speed run. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never hear anyone say no. They're just like, okay, yeah. Well, sure. Everyone says yes. Yeah. I mean, it's important that they have people like swear on the Bible because there's a psychological study that was done, and if you're like immediately reminded of, like, requirements. Like, if you read the Ten Commandments Mm -hmm. and then you're asked to, like, do something immoral, you're way less likely to do it if you just read the Ten Commandments than if you you just, like, they just ask you. Oh, so it'd be different if they, like, like, okay, swear on, like, Harry Potter. Well, yeah, it's that... Or, like, if you read the law and then something kind of immoral. Like, if you have the reminder of ethics just before you do something... So the fact that they ask you to tell the truth and then you have to talk, mm-hmm. like, it's not going to be foolproof, yeah, but obviously. It but there is a psychological reasoning huh. that it could be somewhat effective. Huh. So what if they had them swear on, like, a book about a pathological liar? Then would they lie? I don't... I See, I don't <laughs> think that's... <laughs> Ellie. <laughs> not, like, consistently, but might they be more likely? No, because... Like, it's not that it's the thing they're th- saying on. It's that it's a reminder that they are expected to tell the oh. truth. So then, like, that reminder that this is the status quo and this is what you're supposed to do then makes people more likely to not do things they aren't. Oh, okay. And even if you haven't read the Bible, you kind of well, associate Like, I feel with... like like an atheist swearing on the Bible mm-hmm. doesn't really mean that much, yeah. you know? But, eh. But you still kind of know what it represents to a lot of people. And I think people might swear on law books now. I don't yeah. know. I'm not in court, in case you haven't noticed. This is not a court. And I room. just wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to talk about this tweet. It reads, I'm locked in my kitchen. A swift breeze slammed my door, and my dog somehow locked it. Somebody help me, please. And it, the little thing says Twitter for Samsung Smart Fridge. What? Which, like, I have to say, that's the only use for a smart fridge that can access Twitter, right? <laughs> what? Someone tweeted from their fridge. They like, I'm stuck in my kitchen, someone help me. I never understood, like, fridges with computers in them, but I guess they're helpful <laughs> in, like, one in, in a million scenarios. Really, uh, the craziest specific thing, like, a breeze... <laughs> Slammed the door. The dog locked it. And now you're stuck in the kitchen. It's like, you know, you get, like, detained or whatever, and they take away your cell phone, and they take away their computer. They're like, ha, you can't call anyone to help you. And you're like, ha, joke's on you. I've got my trusty, dusty fridge. <laughs> okay, so this next weird thing I've seen on the internet, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's an article title. It's a little clickbaity, you know, where okay. they're all kind of misleading. Um, It's goes, should we elect more millennials to Congress? And it's got a picture of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reply to it is, given my understanding of linear time, I'm fascinated to hear what the alternative is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you just... Oh, who would you elect? We go straight to Gen Z. <laughs> we just skip over. We go boomer, Gen X, and then get really, really old, and then we just start electing a ton of Gen Z. No other millennials no ever millennials. in the government. We don't trust them. Yeah, like, 
How would you not? Conspiracy theory, every millennial is actually an alien, which is why we can't elect any of them. Oh, because, you know, they wouldn't have the Earth's best interest at heart. Exactly. That's why we shouldn't elect millennials. (laughs) Oh, sorry millennials, I guess it's going straight to us after old people. After the old people, that's real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry to any uh, Gen X boomer. Our parents. People, yeah. Sorry, Mom. Okay. Cold and cold. All right. This next post is a comparison between Summer Olympics and Winter Olympics. Summer Olympics. Who can run the fastest? Who can swim the fastest? Who can do the best somersault? Winter Olympics. Who can make it to the bottom of this ice slide of death and survive? Who can get around the (laughs) rink without getting their hands sliced off by everyone else's feet blades? Can this guy do a 180 degree flip without dying? Summer triathlon. Don't run too fast. You have to save your energy for a swim and bike ride. Winter biathlon. I see you've been skiing for five miles. Now here's your gun. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, my family's ancestors invented the biathlon, so. Yeah, this is true. I hear it was really helpful in war. It was, apparently. The next one is, here's a hot take. Gift wrap is dumb. 95% of the time, you can just hand someone the thing and accomplish the same task. Society has conditioned us to love wrapping stuff up for no reason. Probably the gift wrap industry people. I mean, they're not wrong. Counterpoint. Monkey Instinct says uncovering secret bounty from colorful shell. Super good. (laughs) (laughs) That's also not wrong. But we don't need to wrap them up. No. Within my family... Especially because I hate tissue. Listeners, I despise tissue paper. I just do. There isn't any more context that I'm giving you. She also doesn't... Like, she's a weird texture person. But it's not even a texture thing. I just really don't like (laughs) tissue paper. (laughs) You think it's got it out for you. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, when we're just with our family, we'll get... Like, we'll try and get bigger than a grocery bag. But we'll get, like, an old gift bag we have in the basement. It'll be, like, Christmas-themed on our birthday, and we're like, here. Honestly, throwing something, like, in, like, a big bag and mm-hmm. pulling it out, same effect as, like, unwrapping a yeah. gift. Yeah. And then I don't have to deal with tissue paper. <laughs> okay. Here's a sample kid's menu. Can you read what's on the kid's menu for me? Chicken nugger th- six? <laughs> French pride? Swear potato? What? Uh, and there was a text post that went along with that. You sit at the restaurant with your young son. He says he is hungry. You agree to get him dinner. You open up to the kids' menu. Your child is far too young for adult food. Chicken Nugger stares back at you from the page. You don't understand. Your palms get sweaty and your son complains. He says he is hungry. Your mind strains, searching for an answer in a world of swear potato and french fried. You try to order the chicken nugger, but you cannot. The words cannot escape your lips. Your son is hungry. He complains. The waitress stares at you. Her head is spinning chicken nugger. Her arms swinging french fried. Your son cries the tears of a chicken nuggerless child. In your mind, you scream. It is raining sweer potato now. You have french fried engraved on your left temple, and you do not understand. Your son weeps in the corner. He is starving. Starving for the chicken nugger. So I would like to propose that every other short story I've ever read, <laughs> terrible. Not as good as that. Very bad quality. <laughs> Her arms are chicken nugger. Okay. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, this is the very last thing I have. I'll show you the picture in a second. You can describe it to everyone. Okay. But it says, for $100 an hour, I will come to your holiday party dressed as the elf on the shelf and sit in any location you assign me while I stare emptily at your guests for the duration of this event. Ah! I would hire him. It'd be, it'd be awesome. <laughs> describe the picture. Um, so there is a full-grown man in a red unitard. He's dressed like the, the elf on the shelf. Red footie, yeah. He's dressed like an elf on the shelf, staring not quite at the camera. With, <laughs> like, he's half smiling. He looks very uncomfortable. I would hire him. For $100 an hour? I'd hire him for half an hour. <laughs> be better, though, wouldn't it? He'd show up, he'd be there for half an hour, and he'd leave. Like, the transition period must be so shocking for everyone. Do they think he's a real elf on the show? No, but does he move? Like, the fact that you come to a, like, Christmas party, and there's just a full-on person sitting on the shelf. You're like, yeah, it's my elf on the shelf. And then halfway through the party, he He just gets up and leaves. You're like, oh yeah, he's going to see Santa. Like, that would be so crazy. I would do it. My mom would love it. My dad would hate it, and I would find it the best thing. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have ever hired an elf in the sh- on the shelf actor, <laughs> please email us. We want to hear from you. Remember, we're probably the same person, likely, and we'll see you two weeks from now. Bye.